Welcome to our domain within the realm of the snoot. We are not a cult, religion, band, clique, denomination, faith, or sect, nor do we sell cookies. Yet. We are just of the opinion that our dog Max has the greatest snoot of all snoots. This broadcast contains spoilers, language, and situations that are not appropriate for everyone, especially those with sensitive puppy ears. Opinions expressed within have nothing to do with you, so don't take it personally. And please, keep your pesky politics to yourself. The snoot will have none of that. The hour of judgment has come. The snoot is upon us, and soon his decree shall be known. Tune in now for his latest assessment. Are you going to be a growly boy today? He hmm. might. Are you going to growl at the ants? I also growl at ants. Yes. I know daddy is scared to death of ants. I am not scared of ants. You are scared of ants. I am not scared of ants. You scream like a baby. Welcome to the order of the snoot. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that? That was good. I'm just waiting for you to continue. Oh, okay. I'm Ted. Oh, you're going to continue with the voice. <laughs> Ted, the terrifyingly awesome snoofle. Max is attacking your voice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, I'm Tab, the terrifying snoofle. <laughs> uh, you know, because I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm Al, the... The mildly scared of ants snaz it. <laughs> <laughs> Which means I'm here and do not like ants. It's true. Mm-hmm. And we humbly serve the primordial snoot, which is Max. Max. Perfect. We got that in Mike. We did. Awesome. And you've stumbled upon our top secret TV binge podcast where we bestow our unsolicited opinions to the masses at the behest of our dog. But we're definitely not a cult. Not a cult. Not a cult. Yet. Yet. We don't have cookies. We don't have cookies. That's that's the qualifier, right? That is the qualifier. We have to have cookies. You have to be able to have them and sell them. Mm. We are discussing today Brain Dead. Brain Dead, which I must put out a warning. Yes. Yes, Max agrees there should be a warning. There should be a little warning. We do not, at the behest of the snoot, discuss politics. We do not. It's right at the front. Yep. But, in this case, this is a political satire. Yes. So we will mention a few things that have to deal with politics, because it's unavoidable. However, we are not taking a stance on politics. Nope, not on this cast. Only to say that all politics are crazy. Yes. And that is the entire point of the show. Yes. In fact, the show deals only in broad strokes. Very, very broad strokes. Mm -hmm. And just really points out very well how crazy the entire governmental system is. Yes. But that's all we have to say on that. That's all we have to say. That is our, that is our little disclaimer. Brain Dead was back in 2016. 2016. Uh, that's mm -hmm. when it originally aired. Mm -hmm. um, so we went a little bit back... In our time machine. Mm -hmm. and, and this is... Uh, it. Yeah. Uh, this is the 2016 election. In fact, it prefaces yes. with, like, this is a weird electoral system, so uh, 
because by that point it had been going on for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So enough time to make a TV show out of it. <laughs> yeah, so everybody take yourself and your mindset back to 2016. Back to 2016. Before you knew about the extreme craziness that was to come. You know, just... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stepping your way back machines. Yeah. <laughs> this was a CBS show. I know it wasn't on my radar. It was on mine, but mm -hmm. only because I caught a commercial that looked slightly interesting. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. going to try this out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was pleasantly pleased. You're pleasantly pleased. Yes. The two Ps. <laughs> the two Ps. Pleasantly pleased, which mean exactly the same thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was surprised that more people didn't watch it. Yeah. And didn't like it. This uh this has a few notable people in it that I really like. Uh one is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You would know her as Ramona Flowers of uh, Scott Pilgrim. And she's done other things since then, mostly television. And she's real good in this. She is. <laughs> she does some good comedy in here. She's really funny. And uh see Tony Shalhoub is another notable mm -hmm. uh monk himself. <laughs> yes. Or, or if you will, the 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 head exploding alien from Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true too. <laughs> yeah, that's the first place I saw him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is funny because head explosions. It's true. These are a thing in here. There's a relation, yes. Um, but yes, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays our main protagonist, uh, Laura he Laurel Healy. Laurel. Laurel. So we have Laurel Healy. She's a documentary filmmaker. You know, who's mm -hmm. back in Washington at the behest of her father mm -hmm. to help her brother, mm -hmm. who is also a senator, as being his constituency caseworker. Yes. Say that three times fast if you would. Constituency caseworker, constituency caseworker, constituency caseworker. Faster. Constituency caseworker, constituency caseworker, constituency caseworker. Oh, you suck. Okay. <laughs> but yes, what, basically what that means is that she, like, when... People say go to the physical office of their senator. Uh, she's the one who meets with and takes notes on their problems. Th their problems, and they come to her with so many varied problems, most of which have nothing to do with anything in his power. Well, some of them come bearing gifts. This is true. Giant chocolate statues. <laughs> this is true. Stuff of that nature. I forgot about that. Oh yes, because we all want to eat a piece of a giant chocolate statue. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she anyway, she works. Yes. She's working with her brother, who is um, Luke Healy. Luke Healy. Luke uh, is a senator. Uh, he's he's Democratic, mm -hmm. and he's I I have here in the notes. He's trying to do political stuff and things. Yeah, because he's trying to he's trying mm -hmm. to push things through that would be good mm -hmm. for people in general, at least in his opinion. In his opinion, of course. Um, He's the Senate Majority Whip, which we, I don't think we ever... Did. We never did look that up. I was going to look it up. Yeah. Um, But it just seems like he's in charge. Yeah. He, he, he's in charge of things. He's in charge of things. At the beginning, he's trying to uh, stop a potential government shutdown, you know, for the jobs. For the jobs. Majority Whip of the Senate is uh -huh. the floor leader. Oh, there you go. So they're the current floor leaders of the Senate. So I was right. Yeah. And the current leaders, or whips, whips, yes, are senators, mm -hmm. and there are several of them. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, there's Republican, there's Democratic, there's 
mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But he was elected as the whip. The whip. So he's really feeling the pressure to get shit done. Exactly. Especially to prevent this government shutdown. Yes. And I uh, believe that Fred Wheatus is another whip. He is a whip. Yeah. He's a whip. We have Raymond Red Wheatus, played by Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in his pre-infected state. He's lush. Yes, he's so luscious. <laughs> so luscious. And there's a thing where he's like, I miss we c- when we could meet with the lobbyists. Now they have to like limit their, their stuff. Like he's compl- drunkenly complaining about the fact that lobbyists can only give them so much in like gifts. Oh, before yeah. they have like lavish dinners. It's like, yeah, and we used to like meet people across the aisle in those. Uh, and that's like a, that's a weird push. <laughs> yeah, well, he was drunk and out of it. and He was. Just weird in general. It's just a funny, funny take. It is. <laughs> and Red Wheatus plays mm. a very good drunk person. Yes, he does. You mean Tony Shalhoub does? Yes, I do. Yes. They're the same person in my head right now. Yes, right now in this moment, as in, it should in be. In this moment, in 2016. Yes. Yep, right Where here. Where I am. Exactly. Which predates this cast, but we have time traveled. I remember. Yes. He did, yes. Yeah, so he's the first uh, that we see, anyway, to get taken over by space ants. While he sleeps, they crawl into his ears. He wakes up, like, taps on his head, and half his brain comes out the other side. It's not half. It's more like a quarter. It looked like a quarter, but they, they say half, like, in uh, the series. It might be that he's losing a little more here and there. Hmm. Because you do see it leak out at times. Well, this is true. So it I think be. it's slowly. It starts off smaller and, mm-hmm. and and builds up. It's it's enough of it to for them to take over. Which in mm-hmm. the other character we should mention before we start mentioning all of that are uh-huh. the space ants. The space ants, yes, because they have uh, a kind of major role. That's true. They are the starring entity. Yes, I guess you uh, might if, say if you can call swarm an entity. But yes, they uh, <laughs> they come to Earth. Mm-hmm. On a meteorite, mm-hmm. right? That then packs down in Russia. Yes, and and mm-hmm. they pull it up out of the ocean. I thought. Yeah, because there's a contractor. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and yes, yeah, they, on a boat, they pull it up and they're shipping it, and that's oh, it's raining. It's raining. Hello, ah! hello, rain. Things are raining down among us. Oh no! Anyway, the meteor will come any second. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> meteor comes down, crashes in the ocean. They pull it up. Mm-hmm. He's put on a ship. One of the first things you see is Senator Healy. You don't know at the time, but he's talking to a dude about the mm-hmm. meteor. About the meteor, yes. Um, which we come to find out contains space ants. Space ants. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you can really really call them. They never really give them a name. Um, they call them insects. Yes. Um, they think they're brain-eating worms. At yes. one point, the parasite. Yeah. Because um, that's the only. In fact, when they uh, take the leg off of one and the leg just keeps going, mm-hmm. they have them under the microscope and it's like, you don't think they're space a- Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, they're not aliens. They're mm-hmm. ants. They're ants. They're space. Space ants. Ants. Not mm-hmm. space aliens. Unless you want to call them space alien ants. They're alien ants. Or space ant aliens. Isn't that a, isn't that a band name? Is it? I don't think so. I think it's Alien Ant Farm. Maybe? That's a possibility. I think that's a real band name. <laughs> well, if so, shout out to Alien Ant Farm. Hello. 
No, I haven't heard of you in years, but you just bubbled up into my consciousness. I never heard of you, but I'm going to look you up right yes, now. Right now. It is a rock band. Ah, there you go. American rock band from California in 1996. Yeah, I just vaguely remember of their existence. I did not. <laughs> That's too funny. So yeah, Alien Ant Farm is a real band. So we have the aliens, like, they, uh, while the entire time during the setup of all this, uh, between Laurel and Luke and Red, you know, they're all negotiating back and forth to prevent a government shutdown. Mm-hmm. And, well... The government shuts down, and you see them, uh, like, in the lab with the meteorite, and one scientist is going, oh, hey, this is real interesting, so they have to pull him away. All right, come on. Mm-hmm. Government shut down. He's like, wait, no. And they leave it open. They turn off the lights, and all of a sudden, ants go. Yes, they kind of pour out of it, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? What is happening? What, what's going on? And they can mm-hmm. they ate their way out of the, the meteorite. Mm-hmm. And then they ate their way out of the building. Yes. So they're pretty well able to eat their way through anything. anything. Yeah, we have to assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's never explicitly said, but... but... It shows them going through many different materials. Glass, mm-hmm. wood, cement, yes. metal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say... Yeah. We're all pretty screwed. If they want in your brain, they're kind of going to get in there. They're going to get in there no matter... What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mosquito netting's not gonna help. Like those noise, those uh, earmuffs. I was, I was gonna say noise canceling headphones, but that's not really what they are, huh? Well, they kind of were. Yeah, they're just like those hardware things. Mm-hmm. Or in uh, in Gustav's case, like two cups. Solo cups. <laughs> two solo cups. Two solo cups duct taped to your head will not prevent them from getting into your brain. Nope. However. <laughs> You standing up very quickly to go answer the phone will. Exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, we mentioned Gustav, who he's a dude who we meet while playing chess with like six different people. Yeah, he's incredibly smart and um, mm-hmm. he calls himself Bob. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob Bob. Bob Bob. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> Uh, he likes to fly under the radar. He's conspiracy theory crazy. Yes, he is. He wants everybody to put their cell phones into foil-lined bags. Yes, before they talk to him. Yes. He's what we would call the mad genius. The mad genius? I think so. Yes, and he's real uppity about it. He's, well, he's not uppity. He's just kind of crazy. He is very crazy. He's just really nuts. Like, he mansplains to, what, his... Was that his sister? Or is it that doctor? It's Rochelle, the doctor. Yeah. But at one point he says, you know, you're smarter than I give you credit for. And she's like... Uh, duh. I'm a fucking doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And that's the other character <laughs> we should talk about is Rochelle. Um, Dodier. Or, Dodier. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. She's got a weird last name. But she is a ER doctor, I believe. Some sort of so. doctor. I believe so. And she witnesses 
Uh, her father's head explodes. No, she doesn't witness it. No? Laurel witnesses it. Laurel witnesses it. That's right, because he's riding an ambulance. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get him to, like, count down from ten, and he's like, uh, ten? Because uh, uh, you know, the harder you think while your brain is being taken over, or actually just at any time. Any time that you fight against the brain takeover, mm-hmm. the ants cause your head to explode. Yes. And he is, by the way, the original scientist that was pulled out of the lab when the government shut down. Oh, is he? Yes, oh, okay. Dr. Dudier, Dudier, Duty, whatever. He's Dr. Duty. <laughs> Dr. Duty. Um, he, mm-hmm. uh, he's the original scientist that's pulled out. He's the first that we know of that's infected. Mm-hmm. And Laurel goes to see him through all that other stuff with her brother. Mm-hmm. And that's how she ends up in the ambulance with him. Yes. And he's the first one to have his head explode, which mm-hmm. then brings in his daughter, the doctor. The doctor. Who the wants good. to know what the fuck happened to my father. Exactly. And you're the witness and what happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's no way that high blood pressure caused this. There's no way that he was shot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no such thing as spontaneous human head combustion. Now, there is exploding head syndrome. It's a quick fact. There's this thing called exploding head syndrome. Yeah, it's really weird and interesting. Everybody's had it at one point or another in your life. You just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. It's when the cerebral spinal fluid mm-hmm. in your brain actually kind of pulses very quickly. <laughs> and what will happen is usually you'll be laying down, about ready to drift off. Your muscles relax in your neck. It allows that spinal fluid to just kind of pop through very quickly at a higher rate than it normally would and you can hear it Mm -hmm. you can hear it in your ears and you think your head has exploded you hear a bang or a whoosh or a you know something of that nature and it will scare you and you will be all like what what the fuck just happened yes (laughs) that is that is that is you know spontaneous head explosion yes and do not worry it is not lethal or even harmful it's just very normal biological thing. Your brain doing weird shit yeah, to you. Yeah, it's very natural, very normal. Your head does not actually explode. Yes. Um, so, if you ever hear anybody talking about that... That's what's going on. That's what's going on. It's, it's not your head actually going boom and, mm-hmm. you know... Because, no, heads don't do that naturally. Yes. Your blood pressure cannot get high enough to <laughs> actually explode your head. Now, it can get high enough to do damage to your brain. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other matter. The whole other thing. That there's there's nothing that's going to happen, though, that's going to make your brain have enough pressure in there to explode your skull. Did you see that when the fairy lights came on? Yeah, it comes on periodically. I did not notice. It's because we have fairies strapped in there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We have fairy lights. No further explanation. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. So she looks up head explosions after a dude explodes on the air on C-SPAN. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that one. Uh, And he's just like trying to recite a fact about U.S. history. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there are five talking heads like screaming at each other. And all of a sudden... Yeah. And they're like, what was that? Seven second delay. Take it off the air. Yeah. Nobody really realizes that, oh, Uh dude's head exploded. Yeah, then they when just, they do, it's like, oh! They just keep arguing. Mm-hmm. Only the people on TV see it. They're like, ah! <laughs> uh, I think that's when the Syria rumors come in or something like that. Or the, they try to downplay it. They downplay it and try to blame it on mm-hmm. uh, blood pressure medication. Oh, yeah, blood pressure medication. That's right. So, um, 
that's interesting that they mm-hmm. tried to blame it on blood pressure, which is another reason why Rochelle's like, uh, no, no. That's, that's not a thing. So, let's see. Who else do we have with the characters? We have Gareth. Oh, Gareth. Yeah. Uh, Red's aide. I have written down here, Republican willing to cross the aisle has a secret, not-so-secret relationship with Laurel, despite their political differences. Right. Because they need each other yeah. fairly early on. They do, yes. And uh, he helps her out quite a bit, actually, without realizing at first who she was. Yes. <laughs> and then he continues to do so throughout mm-hmm. the series. Yeah. He's and... just constantly <laughs> handing her information. <laughs> It's kind of, their relationship is kind of a gradual thing. It's it's a very um, mm-hmm. up and down yeah. roller coaster of a relationship because it's like, oh, you're so great and you're a Republican. <laughs> oh, you're so great and you're a Republican. And oh, you're so great. Repu- oh, great. Uh, Republican. Uh, same with the other <laughs> side. Oh, so great and you're a Democrat. Oh, so you're great. You slept with Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is. That was the funniest. That was the funniest. It was the funniest. I forgot how that information got to him. Like they they were investigating Laurel's background, trying to find dirt on trying her. Trying to find dirt. That's right. Like, oh well, she the the most we can find is she dated Michael Moore, and it's based on like a photo or like uh, somebody saw them talking once, and he confronts her about it, and she's just like, yeah, sure. I dated Mike, or I, I fucked Michael Moore, or whatever. Yeah, first I dated him, then I fucked him. Exactly. End of story. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> just to see how he'd play it. <laughs> and he just totally flips his lid. All he can do is fantasize about Michael Moore and her, <laughs> and they get Michael Moore. <laughs> do they? Is that actual Michael I believe that Moore? it is actual Michael Moore. Oh, I should, God. I should we look. We need to look it up. Yep, it was Michael Moore. It was him. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> and there is a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, we will try to attach that because you know why not? Yeah, we'll attach that to the to the blog post. So good sport that. Uh he had to be because let me tell you that was some creepy ass shit. So you can post that so everybody can see it and go oh 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 oh. <laughs> it's nothing graphic. Yeah. Um, it's just one of the fantasies he has, and you know Michael Moore. Mm-hmm. Fully clothed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peeking over the sheets uh-huh. like he's going to kiss her in a bed, you know, and she's... With in, hat and... With trademark hat and everything. Everything. Yeah, that's uh-huh. all you can see is the fully clothed Michael <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was that was funny. That was hilarious. It, that went on for a little while in the show with him and his... <laughs> oh, Michael Moore. And then she, like, she doesn't even tell him... Like, after he's freak when he's freaking out about it, you know, she doesn't even, like, relieve any of that pressure. <laughs> she just keeps letting him think it happened, and then kicks him out. It's like, well, if you're gonna react like this, you don't deserve to know the truth. Exactly. <laughs> Which is both horrible and hilarious. Is. And understandable. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, w- what do you expect if you've been told that, and then you confirm it? Uh-huh. And what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter. No. But it does matter because, really, Michael Moore? Michael Moore. <laughs> I don't know. That, it'd be like if I said I had, had an affair with Pee Wee Herman. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially knowing, like, uh-huh. it's not just that it's Pee Wee Herman. It's like, he got arrested for indecent exposure. I know, but mm-hmm. still, you, you'd be like, 
Oh. Ooh. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. And it would matter. True. It doesn't matter, but it but matters. It matters. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Mm, but anyway, yeah, that's that's Gareth. And he, he's t- constantly keeping Red in check. Is what's happening. Yes, he is. You know, especially after insectification. Yes. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, he was practically running everything for him, so mm-hmm. he was the senator, more or less. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, we have Ella Pollock. Uh-huh. She's a Democratic senator. Um, she was the main competition to be the whip. The whip. whip. But she whip. supported... She supported Luke, yeah. She, she supported Luke to be the whip. So she's actually got a lot of pull. Mm-hmm. Older lady. She's been in the Senate for a while. She knows what she's doing. You know, it's kind of annoying when uh-huh. she gets infected. Yeah. But she does get infected. She does get infected. She uh, fights with Red, like, at every issue. Every time they, like, have a thing that has to come to a vote in a, in a Senate hearing, just before it comes to vote. And one more thing. Yes. She's the thorn in his side. <laughs> exactly. He goes, ah, not this again. Ah. Mm-hmm. And then they meet privately. It's like, you have you have a thing? Yeah, I have a thing, too. Let's have our things come out and uh, hump each other. Yeah. This, the, the, we're talking about the queen. The, the queen, queen and the king. The yeah. queen and the king ants. Um, yeah, they find out they're infected and mm-hmm. meet up. And it's really, really funny because it's mm-hmm. the king and queen ants mm-hmm. that are doing their doing thing. The thing. And they're up above just kind of flirting with each other. Uh-huh. It's just kind of... Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, That's I guess that's one way to get, like... Hot sex on network TV. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Have it in the form of ants that curl out of your head. <laughs> That's so perverse. It was perverse, but uh, it was a hilarious scene all the same. And uh-huh. not at all, mm-hmm. you know, what not you'd ex- expect not, it to be. Yeah. Not really that explicit. It's just they kind of... It's more comedic. <laughs> yes. It's very comedic. Yes, it is. They do it very well to keep the whole thing light and... Mm-hmm comedic yes so you come to find out that yeah mm-hmm. as the show progresses they're working more and more together yes like they're working against each other and yet they're not at the same time they worked against each other more at the beginning yeah even during initial infection yeah and then later not so much mm-hmm. later they were definitely mm, very chummy very chummy one more i think dean healy of course the father luke and laurel former senator former senator Really wants Laurel to, like, come to D.C. permanently mm-hmm. and quit her ambitions, as it were, to be a, a successful documentary filmmaker. True. Um, mm-hmm. But you come to find out later the reason is because he's actually dying of Parkinson's. Yes, that's right. And a lot of people don't know, and they're undereducated. I know I was for a long time, about how severe Parkinsonism yeah. Parkinson's Parkinson's is. Yeah. is. Um, mm-hmm. It has several stages. Uh, and it will kill you. Yeah. It can and will kill you. Yeah. It is a brain disease. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there is no cure. Yes. There are treatments, but the treatments will not last forever. Yeah. You actually develop a resistance mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, which makes me real sad about uh, Michael J. Fox suddenly. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I've always felt bad for him. You can, yeah. And what you see with Michael J. Fox is mostly you see the shaking. Yes. Which most people associate with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And there is. There's a lot of shaking that goes on. 
Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of other things that go into it, too, and they don't really talk about it in this, mm -hmm. except for the end stage, which is death. But there's, um, you know, you lose your faculties. You, it's like dementia, almost. You lose your ability to walk properly, to, yeah. to do anything. It's, mm -hmm. it's a horrible, terrible disease. And it progresses depending on how it's treated. So, yeah. her father has that, and secretly... And apparently Luke knows, but she doesn't. Yes, this is correct. The, how that plays into the plot is basically um, having the ants infect you basically gets rid of all that. Well, it's because, you know, they go into the brain. They eat yeah, it. they fix your brain. Yeah. Because they, they fix, take over it. Yeah, they take over, they fix whatever's wrong. Mm -hmm. So he has to kind of continue to, he has to fake it. Mm -hmm. He has to put... Continue to pretend like he has pretend, Parkinson's. Yeah, pretend like he has Parkinson's. And uh, Laurel calls him out after after he's found out. Like, oh well, here, let me give you a hug. And we all know at this point that when they hug you, they're holding you still, so you can be infected. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, "Don't struggle. We just want to let these ants crawl into your brain through your uh... ear canal." Because we all want creatures crawling into our ears. <laughs> Throughout this <laughs> entire show. Like, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I was very sad when we were finished with it. But uh, I kept, I don't know if you noticed, but I kept, like, going. <sighs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, cool. I know. Every time I'd be like, oh, ears. Yep. You too, huh? Oh, ears. And then I thought, remember at the end, I said, we need to put pantyhose on our head. <laughs> When we sleep at night. Exactly. Um, and then I'm like, well, that really wouldn't help. Nope. If it were those kind of ants. But not a regular ants it might help with. Uh-huh. So, Wasn't that thing another thing we were watching? Like, they sleep with pantyhose on their head. Yeah, that was um, mm -hmm. Raising Hope. That's right. <laughs> that was that was also a good show. That was good. Yeah. And that's where I got that from. I was like, let's do the pantyhose on the head. I think that would work. That might work. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and even when going to sleep at night, I go, ah, ah, should I protect? Nah, it's a fictional show. But is it, though? But is it, yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing is I, I haven't seen them recently, but throughout watching the show, we had ants. Yes, we did, which was really why it was funny. Uh-huh. Because you would be like, ants! Yeah, ants! Let me tell, let me just take a pause from the show. To tell you a little story of my thing with ants. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he thinks he is so traumatized by this. Okay. So traumatized. Okay, so Harrisonville. Living in Harrisonville, uh, down south of us, like grade school, high school. Um, Those are two different things. Which one? High school. It's okay. still grade school because you're still in grades. Well, no. When people think of grade school, they think younger. All right. Semantics. But yes. anyway... I was in that age. And he was older, people. He was older. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we had a huge, huge ant infestation for like months and months and months, and we couldn't figure it out until we finally did. We found out where they're coming from. We we poisoned them to death. But um, they got into everything. They got into food. Like I would open up like a, uh, a package of biscuit. They would be all in there cereal they'd be all in there like you were not safe like i think <laughs> i think we took i think we seriously took to duct taping our boxes shut 
They caught a brown recluse uh-huh. in ninth grade in this in the physical science room. Uh-huh. Okay. They caught it. They put mm-hmm. it in a flipping bug container. In the middle of class, the teacher, Mr. <coughs> looks up and goes, Where's the spider? Mm-hmm. It escaped the container. Mm-hmm. No one could find it. Uh-huh. Guess who got bit by the damn spider? <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the spider found me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that classroom full of children. <laughs> it bit me on the leg. I had a spider on the ceiling. I mm-hmm. was all like, oh my god, there's a giant spider on my ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I'm freaking out. So I get the broom and I mm-hmm. knock that dang spider down. And I'm pretty sure I killed it. I'm smashing it and I can't find it. It's gone. Uh huh. And I go to go to bed that night and I had done that in the living room. Mm-hmm. And I pull back my blankets and there's a flipping spider in my bed. <laughs> It was waiting for me. They laugh you. <laughs> She's giving me a death stare. <sighs> yeah, well, I'm here to kill them for you. They so. bite me. I'm your spider bodyguard. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'll keep the ants out as best I can, but... I know, it's hard. Well, when they come in, I can't help but to laugh at you. You drew chalk on the uh, legs of the table. And that I seems did. to do pretty well, actually. Yes, for all to know, chalk is a great deterrent. Yes, it just draw them around the legs, and that prevents them from sticking to it. Now, it also um, mm-hmm. negates their chemical trail. They don't like it. They don't like the feel of it. It dries mm. them out. Ah, there so, you, go. you know, anywhere you think they're coming in, you can either sprinkle baby powder or get some sidewalk chalk mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. color it, draw a line around it, whatever, and they'll be all like, oh my god, this is crazy. There you go. The chalk is the is the salt ring of <laughs> of the ant world. Of the ant world. That that's our bug trauma corner. Hello. Yeah. So, so anyway, we had one more, and that was the um mm-hmm. the wife, Jermaine. The wife, yeah. Um, Luke's wife, Jermaine, because she's pregnant with his baby. She is pregnant with his with his baby, and he is a terrible, terrible cheat. He's a womanizer. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, he's he's womanizing uh all right, women yes <laughs> all women everywhere uh he won't he womanized someone in his own office mm-hmm. uh he womanized somebody while Laura walked in she even gave like advice on stuff oh my god I guess and then he's like I'm sorry I'm working on it I know it's like you literally just did it the other night no, you're not. Yeah, no, he he <laughs> thinks he can't control it, but yes, he can. Yeah, you can if you try, dude. Mm-hmm. But anyway. A pregnant wife is no reason. No, nope, no. Nope. But her baby is is an interesting... <laughs> little side... Little uh, side that probably would have led into future... Yeah, probably would have led into future seasons if it had been renewed. In yep. fact, the way you introduced me to this was a miniseries, because it, it concludes so well... I really thought it was a miniseries. Yeah, like it, of course, it has that tail end that could, you know, lead off into more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some things are finite do that. It's true. Mm-hmm. Or if they decided one day to revisit it, they could, but... Exactly. But, you know. no, it was canceled. And and it was very much of its time, and now, well, they probably could continue it in, like, the form they had chosen. Yeah, they could. Yeah, we'll get to that, but, yeah... There's her. She's basically there for that reason, just to be pregnant and uh, and to be upset about his and womanizing. And to be upset about his womanizing, exactly. 
And there's also FBI guy Anthony, whom Laurel sleeps with. Yeah. Once. Just just the once. Just the once. And why, if the ants infect him during the sleep... No, no. Okay, so... Uh-huh. They went out and they had a night together. And, uh-huh. you know, he was a cool dude at first. Mm-hmm. And she sleeps with him and she gets up the next morning and goes to shower. Mm-hmm. And that's when the ants make their way in. And they're going for her, but she's already gotten up, so instead they get uh, Anthony. That's right. And so when she comes out of the shower, he's up and he's done laundry. Mm-hmm. And he's remade the bed. So it's, like, creepy. Yeah. It's like a, do you normally do this with your booty calls? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, it was kind of gross. I just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm, I think no. your brain's leaked all over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think she'd gotten to that point yet. No, but. To where she had caught on to, you know. Yeah. That exactly, but. That changes uh, him after that, though. He's not the same. No. He uh, tries to, like, apologize by bringing her a bouquet of cherry blossoms, mm-hmm. which we should mention if we haven't. Uh, cherry blossoms are the vehicle with which the ants are delivered. Yes, they like cherry blossoms. They really like cherry blossoms. Red uh, has uh, his little queen come out periodically. And just lay a ton of eggs in a cherry blossom leaf and then crawl back in. Mm. Something that uh, Gareth witnesses at one point when he's when he's heard the rumors and he's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, it just totally makes him go, oh. Yeah, he he, oh. he reports it to like Laurel and mm-hmm. Gustav and Rochelle. And he's like, yeah, I'm not sure what i saw and then he like strengthens his conviction after it's like yeah no this is something weird (laughs) it's something very weird can't ignore it so that's kind of the last person should we do a little interlude This week, we do not have a commercial for you. Nope, we're taking a break from the commercials. We have a new bit instead. Uh, We're calling it, uh, what were we calling it? (laughs) (laughs) We are calling it Purple's Critical Fails. Yes, Purple's Critical Fails. Um, Purple, (laughs) standing for People Undertaking Ridiculously Problematic Ludicrous Expeditions. That, by the way, is the name of our... D&D group. That's the name of our D&D group. Purple, an acronym. Uh, and it fits us perfectly. <laughs> it really does. We are a wayward group of adventures. We have done exactly one campaign. We are now on our second. second. Yes. We, we are level five. We are level five now. It Which is. it's taken us two years. <laughs> it really has. Part, now, part of that was COVID. We part took, of it was COVID. We yes. took six months off, but... We only meet twice a month as well. We also, at most. We also, yeah, only meet twice a month. And um, much to our neighbor and DM's chagrin, uh, we went through the Wave Echo Cave and we explored every single room. Yes. We made some um, <laughs> wolves shit themselves to death. Yes, we did. We, we um, tortured and killed a few animals uh-huh. accidentally. Yes. <laughs> A few creatures, um, <laughs> like psychically. Yeah, 
And then after after we did, he just goes, you know, you could have bargained with them. <laughs> and it was like, oh. Oh. That's good to know. We never thought of it. Oops. <laughs> Each time we were just going, oh, oh no, what are we doing to this creature? <laughs> it was terrible. It was just uh-huh. like, and at the end, I'm like, let it go. And Don's like, no, we got to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> there are six of us in the party. In the party, there's. And there's one DM. A tabaxi named Rillian. Uh-huh. There's a... Which is you. Yes. It's a sun mm-hmm. elf named Taco. Taco, which uh, that is... Our, D- our DM, uh, gave, when I was joining the group, gave me a character sheet of... A random character. Yeah, a random character. Because uh, he who, didn't have one set up and he joined in the middle of the campaign. This is true. And it's off of the uh, popular D&D podcast, The Adventure Zone, which I'm currently listening to and enjoying by the McElroy brothers and their father. And uh, yeah, I had no idea <laughs> of the character, so I just kind of made it my own. He did a good job. Thank you. And even like halfway through that first campaign, I sat down with our DM and I... Just kind of personalized him more. I made him like a, a former smuggler, pirate smuggler and criminal, mm-hmm. and made him a sun elf. And his name is Taco Bell, B-E-L-L-E. He has a Chihuahua familiar named Gidget, etc., etc., etc. So And he's a wizard. And he's a wizard. Whereas my tabaxi mm-hmm. is a bard. Yes. Uh, and I tortured a lot of creatures. In the beginning of the campaign, I wouldn't say torture so much as threaten. I threatened them sufficiently. Yes, you still do. <laughs> not that often. <laughs> I, I threatened them sufficiently to scare them enough to mm. give me the information I need. And then I say, let's let them go. And Dawn says, no, we should kill them. <laughs> and then we kill them. Um, Dawn uh-huh. is actually a male that uh-huh. is playing a female. Yes. Um, She is a... Uh, She's a dwarf. dwarf. Yes. A dwarf cleric. Dwarf cleric. Who likes to kill things. Yes. And throw stones. Uh, he's got the most knowledge about the game between the rest of the gamers. Mm-hmm. Other than the DM. My so- sister plays a tabaxi, which is a cat person. Mm-hmm. A tabaxi rogue. Yes. And her name is Allie. Allie Cat. Yes. She's yes. Allie. I'm really in. They're very different. I'm still the older. She's the younger. Mm-hmm. I'm a bard. She is a rogue. <laughs> uh, we are very different. It's very funny. It is very funny. Then her daughter... Uh-huh. Your niece. Plays a snake person, which I will never remember the name of those things. Uh, yeah. And, um... I should know as well, but... Yonti. A Yonti. A, a purebred Yonti. <laughs> and her name is Perrette. Perrette. And she flirts with anything that moves. Yes. Which... That's like her main attack, <laughs> flirt. Which is funny because typically in D&D, at least the way the um, the stereotype goes, the bard is supposed to be the flirt. Right. No, I'm, and I'm not. No. I chose the, the wrong thing. <laughs> no, I think you chose the right thing. You're just choosing not to go with what the popular I way guess, to play I it. I guess that would be true. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> so, which is which is fine. I think you're playing it right, actually. Well, at least through the first campaign, she flirted mm-hmm. with everything, mm-hmm. and we like to say that she liked to lick people's brain because she would stick her tongue in their ear because yes. she's got a snake tongue, and <laughs> and uh, exactly. she's got poison on her tongue too, so it would, uh-huh. it would make them have Do issues. Things. Yeah. Uh, so 
Uh-huh. Of course, during the second campaign, she's aged up a little bit. She's older now. It's been almost two years. Uh-huh. And now she's shy. <laughs> Which is too funny. It really is very funny. Uh-huh. Um, she's gone from being all flirty and dramatic to, I'm so shy. Uh-huh. Don't look at me. Oh my gosh, what do I do? <laughs> it, it's, I'm not sure how much of that is her playing the character or how much of that that's just her. I'm not sure either, but she does it well. <laughs> it's a total... 180 flip. It's real funny. It's I'll, very funny. I'm gonna say it's the character. <laughs> Possibly. Mm-hmm. And then the last member of the team is the DM's mm. wife. And yes. her character's name is Jasmine. Jasmine, the and halfling. Yes, she is a halfling monk. Monk, yes. And she's got a lot of cool shit going on. Um, She's a very good fighter. She's got a cool staff that shrinks mm-hmm. and expands like the Monkey King. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got some gauntlets that do some heavy damage. She she does multiple things because she's got key points. It's very upsetting, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few in the group that can do very little. I, I can throw an attack, and that's about it, whereas everybody else is like, I do this, and then I do that, and then I do this. <laughs> and I'm all like, I can't do that. That's not yeah. fair. <laughs> and all of our HPs, um, mm-hmm. we are the lowest. Yes. <laughs> We're at a level five, and our HPs are... Just above 20. Yeah. Which just is above. very bad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, at the beginning, we were like, what, working with 14? Yeah, we and, were the yeah, low teens. Like, we almost got, uh, like, I almost got killed by a spider. You did enough. die. You, you died. I did actually die, but the DM did some fudging because he didn't know I had such low HP. Yes, and uh, so we were able to. <laughs> he was save able to go. Him. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! And then he fudged a couple things and let me kind of revive a bit, according to rules. According to rules, but, yes. Yeah. I mean, we we had a healing potion and all that stuff. We were yeah, able to yeah. get to him in his saving throws. Uh-huh. It's just um, <laughs> we are the le- weakest members. We are the weak links. Uh huh. And yet we have the strongest spells. Which is the trade-off, but yeah, yeah. So, there are three members in the party that can do spells. There are three mm-hmm. that don't. Mm-hmm. I will I will forever be a spellcaster. I don't think I can do anything else. I like spells as well. They're, I love it. They're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a bard, I get to cast a lot of psychic damage spells. It's really funny because you cast, um, like, Vicious Mockery. And that's a cantrip. It's so a that's cantrip. something I can cast as much as I want. Mm-hmm. And it causes psychic damage, and you can put whatever you want in there for the mockery. And you always put stuff like, you suck. <laughs> or, you stink. <laughs> you stink. It's it's real funny to hear like these really super mild uh, insults and how they go, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it just, and that's what made the wolf shat itself to death. <laughs> I said, you stink. You stink. <laughs> It's like, oh, I do stink. <laughs> you, I think you got a crit on that. Yeah, I did. I think that's what happened. It, it was great. Um, and he was just like, he just kind of shits himself to death. <laughs> He's so scared, he shits himself to death. Uh-huh. That's how that worked. And it was just like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, that's, that's our party. In case you were wondering, there's an elf, there's a dwarf, mm-hmm. there's a... Snake woman. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a halfling. Mm-hmm. There are two tabaxis, which are cat people. Uh huh. And um, we are just kind of bumbling around doing stuff. <laughs> we are bumblers. We are bumblers, and we 
well, we did a lot of stupid stuff during the first expedition and nearly died several times. Yes. Including having the roof cave in on us. Yes. Um. After, um. Trying to pry emeralds out of a statue. This is true. Uh. <laughs> luckily, we all did well on our saving throws. Luckily. Otherwise, luckily. we would have had at least two characters to be redone. Yes. But this newest <laughs> mission we're doing that you will all get to follow us on. Uh-huh. We, we will do recaps. We basically. will do recaps. And mm-hmm. we didn't do much this time, yeah. but we are doing the Tomb of Annihilation. Yes. Which, which is um which for those of you who are fans of Ready Player One, uh the book version, uh it is kind of a modernized five E version of the Tomb of Horrors, which is, you know, the first key in Ready Player One. Just for reference. Yes, except for that the Tomb of Annihilation is well known for doing exactly what it says it will. It annihilates groups. <laughs> Which our DM has warned us about. Several times. Several times. That he's not going to hold back on his attacks. Uh-huh. Um, that uh, we're probably going to die. Yeah, we might keep, we might make extra characters on a slide, which that's okay. I have an idea for another one. Yeah, I mean, we all do, I think. Yeah. Um, But let's hope we don't die. Yeah, let's, I... I'd like to keep with Taco Bell. Yeah, and I'd like to stick with Rillian, but I have mm-hmm. to tell you, so this very first part, if we're doing the recap, uh-huh. we're starting the Tomb of Annihilation, uh-huh. and we are on a boat. We're on a boat. We're on a we're boat. We're on a boat. <laughs> and we're heading towards the island of Chultz. Mm -hmm. And if you were to look at our minis on this boat, we all look like we're attacking each other. It's really very funny. (laughs) And my mini is the only metal mini, and it has fallen over. Oh, So I'm on the ground holding my loot. (laughs) I look like I'm dead. And the others are attacking each other. It was very funny. (laughs) But we're on this boat heading to Chultz, and the smuggler among us, the ex-smuggler. Yes. That would be Taco. Hello, this is my taco voice. <laughs> he finds uh-huh. a false bottom in some crates full of poison. Yes, they're they're these people are smuggling poison to somewhere. They're like bad poisons. Big m- massive bad poisons. Uh-huh. And the my first instinct as the bard is to say, can we take some poison? And if I can't take poison, can I leave a note? <laughs> And we're just going, I don't know if we want to fuck with these people. And I'm like, okay, but I've got paint. I'm going to paint on the on the bottom, you know, on the underside of the false bottom, mm-hmm. a giant winky face. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to a red winky face. <laughs> and um, I was immediately thwarted by Jasmine, who erased my winky face. Yes. And so I'm like, fine, I'm going to leave a note. Uh-huh. And my note's going to be a winky face. And and I, I left my my note, and Jasmine rolled poorly when it came to deception and taking the note out. <laughs> That's right. And I rolled really good, and I saw her do it, and then I rolled even better to put another note in, and nobody saw me do it. So basically, in real time in the game, you paint, she erases it, and then you... Put a note in. You put a note in, she tries to take it out, and you put another one in. <laughs> yeah, she does take it out. Yeah. She takes it out with me watching and, and tears it up. Uh, and then I slip another one in without her You slip her another noticing. fully formed one. Yes. <laughs> like and, you planned and, it. And this one says, mm-hmm. future business. Future business. With a question mark <laughs> and a paw print. Uh, That's all it says, because I'm like, hey, I could be a smuggler. 
Uh-huh. I am. Or I, I could need some smuggling. You never know. Uh-huh. I, I could help with this. You don't know how it could come in handy. Uh-huh. Turns out that this is a bad thing. I didn't think this through properly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think it would be found. I was wrong. You, you didn't think it'd be found right then while we were on the boat. Right. <laughs> well, that's because, like, and I forgot whether my character witnessed you doing this. I Nobody think. saw it. Okay, so my, my character wasn't aware. But later, uh, we come across a gigantic, like, turtle kraken thing. It's, it's a, tur- a dragon turtle. Dragon turtle. It's pretty cool. Yes, it demands... Payment. Uh, it demands payment, and we kind of rate our inventory for stuff that we're probably not going to use, but we could have sold. Um, and it's like 500 gold worth of stuff. Five or 600 gold. No, it was 240. It's 240? It was only 240 worth of gold. It's still a lot. It's it's a lot, but the thing is, we uh-huh. they called us to the top of the ship. We're on the top of the ship, uh-huh. and they know that this dragon turtle is going to show up. Uh-huh. They know that he's down there. They know he's down there. And he shows up. And rather than send us back to the bottom of the ship, we get caught on the top of the ship. And the dragon turtle's all like, oh, you got more people. Uh You got to pay me more. Yeah, so we're arguing after we pay pay him and he disappears. We're arguing with the the crew. I kind of have to get in my little retort on them, which is, oh, well, you could have smuggled us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you uh-huh. did this, not me. Saw yeah, you. I, I did this. Yes, and DM has me roll an intimidation check. <laughs> and you rolled poorly. <laughs> I rolled poorly. Uh, well, I didn't roll poorly. I just rolled like a little below what I should have. It was poorly. It was. It was a fourteen. It was poor. It was <sighs> compared to the the captain. Yes, compared. And you to... would have had to get well above a twenty. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Well. I did not roll up to snuff. You did not, but that's okay. She immediately wants her cargo checked. It, yeah, exactly. It's like, check it. And like, oh, everything's there. And then a note <laughs> is found. Uh, he kind of does a laugh and says, if you want uh, passage back from the island, it's going to cost you double. <laughs> Whereas I've been arguing, hey, we saved your lives. Uh-huh. We put in the extra money. Uh-huh. We saved your ship. You should ferry us around somewhere if we if we need it. Exactly. And or, they're all like, no, no, we or, knew. Or you owe us 240 you, gold. Yeah, or you owe us gold. And they're like, yeah. no, no, we knew. We can normally get away with this much just because you're here that we had to pay more. And I'm like, no, no, this isn't right. And then they found the note. Uh-huh. And now they want to charge us double. And I'm all like, oh, fuck this shit. And so when they drop us off at the dock, my first thing is, let's go find the dock master and report their asses. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's like, no, don't do that. And I'm like, but Doc Master, no. And the other thing I wanted to do, and everybody told me no, mm-hmm. I wanted to poison the turtle. <laughs> you wanted to poison the turtle. Well, okay, here's the other thing. Um, I think Jasmine tried to dissuade you by saying, like, well, you know, he's he's probably not going to, like, eat the gold. He's probably just going to take it. And I'm like, no, no, he's going to eat the gold. Put the poison on the gold. (laughs) We need to put all the poison on the gold. But they've got so much poison. They've got a ton of poison. Put Mm -hmm. all the poison on there. No, they're not going to eat it. Uh Put the poison. No, we're not going to do it. Well, they didn't do it. Uh We didn't bring up the poison. And I come to find out after the game was over, the Uh DM tells me, by the way, if you had poisoned the turtle, Uh it would have just made him really angry. (laughs) (laughs) So probably not. Yeah, don't don't try to poison the turtle. It uh-huh. would have made him angry, and you would have died. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, 
So, in other words, we would have died before we even reached the island to start our adventure. <laughs> that would have been just typical, wouldn't it? It would have. Yes. I'm just, okay. Uh -huh. I, I mean, I am normally the one who comes up with the great ideas that kills us. Like, hey, let's take the emeralds out of that statue's eyes. Well, they've got a magical spell on them. Ooh, really? What kind of spell? Can we find out? Uh-huh. No, you can't. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. You're playing the tabaxi really well, I have to say. Yeah, I really like want the you, stuff. I know. Because, you know, there is a thing called metagaming. Mm-hmm. I think the best example uh, I've heard is, like, if the DM, like, how to weed out the metagamers... The DM describes like you enter this you enter this lavish hall or whatever and you uh, and in the entrance there's this big portrait and you describe basically the Gozer painting from Ghostbusters 2. and like they know like oh yeah that's you know shouldn't mess with this painting because it's evil so I'm just gonna go buy it. However, <laughs> your character doesn't know that, mm -mm. so your your character just thinks, oh, weird painting of a dude. I'm just gonna stare at it and go, what the fuck are you? Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, so you're playing it really well. <laughs> That's because my character, I know nothing about D&D. That's true. So I'm just like, hey, let's fumble into it full force and see what happens. It's too funny. And I mean, we make it into Chultz. Uh-huh. And I'm just... They're like, and you see this here, and you see that there. And I'm like, my character is running back and forth across the street with its tail all huge going, oh my god, oh my god, oh uh -huh. my god. And uh -huh. I've got the whole team of you guys looking at me going, really? <laughs> Just really? My sister, uh, -huh. uh Allie, is like, I'm going to hide in that shadow. Mm -hmm. I'm hiding in the shadows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the DM's like, okay, you want to hide in the shadows? She goes, yes, she's embarrassing me. <laughs> I'm just well you should be excited we see stuff you know and then we see a dragonborn mm -hmm. and I'm all like oh my oh god and it's see, a dragonborn you see your people I see well first we see the dragonborn though uh huh and I'm all like oh my god you know we should go talk to this dude he's probably the dock master he's so cool uh huh and everybody's like meh <laughs> Yeah, and we get up there to talk to him, and I want to talk, and everybody else starts talking, and he's uh -huh. like, stop wasting our time, fine, mm -hmm. and then Dawn insults me, mm -hmm. um, so I kick her, and and I, and I it doesn't do much, so I pick her up, and I throw her at some musicians, <laughs> which are tabaxi like me, uh -huh. but not at the musicians, I want her in the general vicinity of the musicians, so that she kind of slides on her chin uh -huh. to a stop. And then I go over and I put one foot on top of her and I start playing my pan flute along with musicians. Uh-huh. And um, when we're done, she starts making music with rocks, mm -hmm. which stops the whole thing. And therefore, I punch her and I try to swipe her with my claws and she dodges my every move. So then I viciously mock her. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. What, what did I tell her? You suck. You suck. Yes. I viciously mocked her with a you suck, and, and she lost four points of damage. That's <laughs> psychic damage. And then we mm -hmm. had to leave the tabaxis. Yes. But you were playing the pan flute pretty dang good, and I was like, I was making it rain with copper. Yes, you were. Yeah. Yes, more, more, please. And I got two gold. So, and I met my boyfriend, the other tabaxi. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. The other hunky tabaxi. Yeah, the other hunky tabaxi. Uh-huh. I was all like, oh, I'm going to find you. <laughs> and you're just, as you're being carried away by the party, call me. Call me, yes. <laughs> what is the DOD equivalent of call me? Write me. Write me? Yes. I don't know. Find me. Find me. And then we go to the manse, and, and we're being led by, what, mm-hmm. what was her name? I don't know, some female. Yeah. And she thinks we're crazy, and as we're passing by the cards, she's making the their crazy signs, and so <laughs> we start making other signs with our hands, mm-hmm. and then we get in there, and the guards all think we're nuts, uh-huh. and I try to give one a massage. <laughs> it fails. And it fails, and I ask him if he would give me a massage. It's <laughs> like, uh, that's not really my job description. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. Oh my gosh. I tried to make it fun. Uh-huh. And lively. Uh-huh. And I think what I did was embarrass everyone around me. <laughs> Not me. Well, most everyone. Most everyone. And mm-hmm. literally, that is all we got done. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we sat at the table with the guys, and that's when you were trying to push everything along, and everyone else was goofing off. Yes, I was like, no, no, uh-huh. we need to know this. Mm-hmm. We need to know that. Yeah. Where do we get the spells? Where do we like, get the healing potions? Where do we get the weapons? You're eating, oh, this is brontosaurus meat? Uh, have you ever heard of a little thing called tacos? <laughs> no, I haven't. Like, mm, we should talk. You're like, taco. Table it. This is not time for that right now. Okay, we'll table this. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk bronto tacos. Come on. <laughs> Chain restaurants. Yes, I made you stop talking about the tacos. <laughs> Brontosaurus Bell. And then Dawn goes off and starts drawing the, drawing ta- the, the taco dinosaur. The taco dino, yeah. Oh my gosh, we got so <laughs> off track there, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is your new logo. Exactly. It's literally just a brontosaurus with a taco body. That's it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, and, and then the dude we were talking to was one of the seven princes that control the area. And... <laughs> when he comes out and starts talking, I immediately look at everyone else. He's evil. <laughs> He's totally evil. I might be wrong. But you think so. But I think so. I think I'm probably wrong. But it was, mm. at the time, it seemed like he might be a bit evil. Mm, he could be evil. He could have the touch of the evil. He might be. Mm-hmm. So yes, that is so far our game. The explorers have been on a ship uh-huh. of smugglers. We were... <laughs> Ransomed, we were ransomed by a dragon turtle. We were threatened. Or we tried to threaten some smugglers. It didn't work. I tried to go into business with them, and it didn't work. Uh, you played with some other tabaxi. I beat up Dawn. I made Allie hide in the shadows. I had uh, Jasmine just shaking her head, hiding the whole time. And then there was you. Yep, there was me. Who wanted to make tacos. I wanted to make tacos for that is my character. Any opportunity to uh, to spice up tacos, as it were. As it were. So that, I believe, concludes our first of recap of... Purple. Purple critical fails. Mm-hmm. We think we're <laughs> hilarious. Poor DM. Poor DM. He has to suffer through so he much. He really does. Previously on Brain Dead. Wow, so much happened to these characters on the show. 
maybe some space bugs, maybe kissing. Truth is, I don't know, it's getting way too stressful. So I took a break and watched another show. Previously on Gunsmoke. Handsome U.S. Marshal Matt, perfect posture, kick-ass hat. Struggles when a gunman comes to town. Amarillo's Sheriff Jim bravely tries to take him in. The bad guy draws too fast and shoots him down. Matt gets beaten too, and then he has to spend a week in bed. The doctor thinks he's better, but he takes his pulse and shakes his head. His friends say, Matt, you're crazy, don't be prideful, walk away. He just shoots him by the stairs, and justice lives to fight another day. Now we will rejoin. We rejoin Brain Dead, already in progress. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't know by now, the song for Brain Dead. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple of them, but we have one dude who does a recap. Yeah. Uh, is each episode, and I just completely lost my shit when like the set we watched the second episode and heard the previously I'm Brain Dead, and it's uh, like I know this voice. This is Jonathan Colton. <laughs> Yes, and he does yes. a great job. He does an excellent job, and I have to gush about Jonathan Colton for a little bit, mm-hmm. because I love him. I first discovered him in 2007 when a show called Code Monkeys came out, animated show, uh, and uh, they used his song, Code Monkey. And uh, yeah, he's been used in a lot of TV, and he, do- he does the uh, theme song for both of the Portal games. He's... Kind of all over the place. You know, he does this show. He does the theme song for The Bite. <laughs> that was a fun one. That was a fun one that we might talk about at some point. But And we've also learned that Brain Dead and The Bite share a production company. Yep. So, so of course, they would hire him again. And Ever... The Bite, by the way, is a Spectrum original. It's a Spectrum original, yes. In case you're wondering and going, what the hell is The Bite? Yes, it's a six-episode, uh, one-and-done Spectrum original. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Which is maddening. It is, yes. But yes. But anyway, I won't gush too much on Jonathan Colton, but I love him so much. And I love his sense of humor and his songs are very reverent. And um, I also love him because he sings in my singing range. So he's very easy for me to sing along to. And he appears in the last episode, like on camera, and interacts with the characters and, at one point. And it's really funny. Yeah. I just, I can't recommend Jonathan Colton enough, and that's all I will say. You're done? I'm done. Okay. Surprisingly. So anyway, Jonathan Colton does a recap of every episode, mm-hmm. which you have now heard. Yes. At least one of. Yes. There are many. The one that we played for you has nothing to do with the show. No, it's Gunsmoke. It's Gunsmoke. <laughs> we did that on purpose. Yes. Uh, it's great. Not really for spoilers, but just because that's, it's one of the best recap jokes that he does. It was very funny. <laughs> But, but yeah. there's another piece of music that, if you've watched the show, you will be very familiar with as well. Yes. And that is You Might Think. You Might Think. By which, the Cars. By the Cars, which we played at the top of the episode. You might think I'm foolish. And oh, that might be true. You might think I'm crazy. But all I want is you. Yeah, I didn't pay attention past the do 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 Oh my gosh. He had never heard the song before. I had never heard the song before. Which is sad. It's a great song. If you've never heard the song, Mm -hmm. you should look up the full song and just listen to it because it's great. Uh Uh-huh. But apparently, (laughs) they say in this show, I don't know if it's true, I didn't look it up, 
Yeah. That the signal of the universe from the stars. Yeah, they they uh, do it on uh, an NPR Science Friday, which I'm not sure if they made that up or it's just a... No, I know that there is an NPR Science Friday about the music of the stars. Really? I do not know that it actually gets sped up and <laughs> made that? into this song. I don't think it does. But in... <laughs> For the purposes of the TV show, they have said uh-huh. that if sped up, it sounds like the exact music for You Might Think. Yeah, it sounds like the rhythm line that do 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 do. But you hear this music mm-hmm. everywhere the ants are because it yes. is their jam. And yeah, and Laurel's the first one who notices. Like, I think this is the third time I've heard this song today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's one of the like waiters or whatever at this restaurant they're in. Something like that. Was it on the ship? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I think she does hear it on the ship. Sorry, I'm playing ball with Max because he has demanded it. Yes, the snoot has demanded. Yes. Is is ball playtime. I cannot ignore the demands of the snoot, even in the middle of the cast that he wants me to do. Exactly. So... Yeah, it is not it is not our position to question the will of the primordial snoot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's the first one to notice that and go, uh, this something's not right here. Right, and then that's what they use uh-huh. later on when they discover the ants are also putting out a signal. Uh-huh. So it's a good indicator that somebody has turned. It's very clever. It was very, very clever. And Gustav uses his phone and some little device. Yeah. Later on, it's just his phone, I believe. Mm-hmm. To yeah, re- track the signal. Yeah, recording. Yeah. It's just like, like he's picking up radiation yes, or something. Yes, that's but what it sounds like, like it's a yeah, tachometer. Yeah. And uh, they use it to actually export some signal as well. Uh-huh. So one of the they, big arcs. Like they record sound clips. Yes. And then just go, isolate that one. And, and then. See what it does. When they're discovering that Laurel is being questioned. Mm-hmm. By the FBI. Uh-huh. About the head explosions. And they're threatening to do controlled immersion. Controlled immersion. Which is basically waterboarding. And they're trying to uh, not allow this to happen. So her brother is having a vote on it. Yeah, on like Appendix Q or something like that. Something like that. (laughs) And they just happen, after they get these little recordings and they're sending them out to see what will happen, Uh to be next to the voting area and that's when they send out their their little things their and little it, half commands yeah they found they find out they make them do random things like run into walls and and lift their hands and vote twice exactly or vote with both hands which they make red do yes <laughs> so essentially they save her from being tortured by making the bill not pass by doing because <laughs> all the senators are doing stupid stuff so um <laughs> it was it was a very important part of the arc to know that she is being interrogated and going to be waterboarded by this very polite FBI man that just wants to torture her. Just wants to torture her by the book. By the book. But you know, it's not torture because the US doesn't torture. Right. It's not really torture. <laughs> but it is torture, but it's not torture. And and he'll totally take her home afterwards and be all like you should be so glad you weren't tortured. Because <laughs> uh, you know we before we're allowed to torture people, we have to have all these things done to us. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. it's torture. <laughs> <laughs> it's torture being the torturer. 
at torture being tortured. Mm-hmm. You think? That's what he was saying. Yes. But he did. He drove her drove her back to the to the office and dropped mm-hmm. her off and was That's... all like, Hey, sorry. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that that was a lot of fun when they discovered they esca- that was yeah, we laughed uproariously. One of the other arcs that we come across is Anthony. And Anthony he he starts off being the good FBI investigator and then he gets infected. Mm-hmm. And um Gus's cat gets infected instead of Gus. Uh-huh. Which is a good thing that it's not Gus, but at the same time, really a cat? Yeah. <laughs> and so they take this cat in and the cat gets a cat scan. Mm-hmm. At least it didn't look fakey fake like in the bite. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So they do a cat scan on the cat and they prove that yes, there are things in the cat's brain, half the brain is missing and so on and so forth. So um we now know for sure that the aliens are real. And they're in your brain. And at this point, they don't know that they're aliens. Mm-hmm. But they think they might be a parasite. They think it's like worm. Worms of some sort. Yeah, yeah brain worms. But um, uh-huh. so they also know that Anthony is infected. And so Gustav, or Dr. Bob, decides he wants to try and draw them out. So he roofies Anthony. And he Anthony is going home when he he's bringing Laurel with him. And he gets in the house and immediately just falls over. And here comes Gustav running in with bacon. And he's like, oh, good, he's out. And Laurel's like, what did you do? He's like, well, I roofied him, you know? Uh-huh. And he starts <laughs> slapping raw bacon on the dude's ears. <laughs> trying to draw out the worms. And they're interrupted by another woman knocking on the door, demanding to know what whore he has in there with him. <laughs> That's right. And so they run out the back, and they don't really get to see anything. But, um, yeah, he has to, that's when he shows up the next day at Laurel's house with the cherry blossoms to apologize for Mm -hmm. being so smashed that he passed out and woke up with bacon bacon in his ears. ears. (laughs) And that's when he attacks her, and, you know, she gets the bugs in her head. That was, like, end of an episode slash beginning of an episode, so we got treated to a previously on... It's like, mm-hmm. I heard Jonathan Colton's like, I didn't think this could happen to the main character, but here we go. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, after she's infected, her getting hold of Bob. So she gets hold of, of Bob and Rochelle, and, and they're all like, use your right brain, not your left brain. So mm-hmm. stop thinking and start partying. Because mm-hmm. she has to... Like, Try and draw the insects out. Yeah, she's... Uh, thinking real hard it's like oh, i'm getting a headache it's like oh yeah that's how they explode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so instead they make her party and she starts drinking and listening to music and eating and then they call over gareth and uh do they call him or does he just show up well i think they called him yeah they lure him over there and yeah. then he's like what's going on you have your two friends over here and you're acting real crazy it's like she's eating a big sandwich. Yeah, she's eating big, big hoagie, <laughs> and she's like, "Never mind." And you know, yeah. she pulls him into the bedroom. And it's like, have you thought? It's like, no, no, thinking, thinking real bad right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no thinking, just eating and fucking. <laughs> exactly, and they're just, they just kind of push him into the bedroom, and we're like, "Have fun," and then just kind of disappear. Yeah, they, they, they're still in the house. Yes. They turn the music up. <laughs> So they've got the fun music going, and he's trapped in the bedroom going, what? What's happening? And she's, she's coming on to him, and yeah, they end up mm-hmm. yeah, doing the horizontal tango. 
Uh, pretty much, yeah. While eating hoagies. <laughs> God dang. It was it was really funny. And then when it's over, like uh-huh. just like that, she just collapses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh It's a role reversal. Yeah, and he's just like, What? <laughs> and he gets up happened? and leaves. Uh huh. Because he's like, I don't understand what just happened. Then the ants leave. Then the ants leave her brain. Mm-hmm. Which is the first time we've ever seen it happen. Yes. So it's like, oh, this is possible if you've just been infected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they didn't show any of her brain popping out of her head or anything. No. So, so she's still intact. But mm-hmm. we do know at this point that the uh, the way to know if somebody's infected is if they're deaf in one ear, mm-hmm. or they don't have any balance, or if they've become extremely radicalized yes and that's that's the main system mm-hmm. or if you see of course brain leaking from their ears one of the constituents mm-hmm. uh accosts her outside of the uh of the congress building it's like wait with a knife mm-hmm. i forget what he says he's not necessarily threatening her with no it, but he's he is. just wanting to know why things are do you want to lose and then he starts in on like npr PBS, PBS, the public library. Anything public. <laughs> yes. And it's she's just, she's just like, oh my god, this dude is public crazy. access TV. And it's like that's that's really funny. That's just kind of the broad generalizations they make on Republicans and Democrats. Yes. And it's the best. It it was <laughs> creepy. Yes. But still mm. still funny and mm-hmm. ugh. but mm. that's how you know he's infected because he went from Uh-huh. Ah! You become very opinionated Mm -hmm. on whatever you already believe. It's a hundred percent. Exactly. So after she realizes that she can cure her own, uh, yeah, infection, as it were, Mm -hmm. drive the ants out. She tries to save one of her friends that was infected, Mm -hmm. and um, the first friend that she had infected was uh cornered so to speak by anthony before he was infected mm-hmm. and she said well let me go get my purse and i'll come with you down to the station and instead she jumped off the balcony and killed herself oh uh, yeah that's right and left him standing there going what the what just happened i don't understand yeah uh-huh but before that happened she had infected her other friend and so she meets her at a club and she's trying to get her emotional and instead, the her brain starts leaking out of her ear, and you find out that after a certain stage in the infection... It's too late. It's too late, yeah. Which, you know, you can only kind of guess that it's, well, after half the brain is gone. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... yeah. Which, we would later learn, it's not exactly true, but it is. It is, but it isn't. Right. It depends on what they've done in her brain, and how yeah. much they fight back, so to speak. Exactly. So yeah. now we know that. So another fun arc that they had in here was that um, Red tries to blame the head explosions on Syrian attacks. Like they're sending out a signal or something that's exploding people's brains, which makes about as much sense as anything. Yeah, and they get this <laughs> scientist to come in and mm-hmm. testify that he was from Syria and that they had been uh, yeah. injecting animals to make their brains explode, including elephants. <laughs> And they're making poor little seals' brains explode. And they showed the pictures of baby seals, <laughs> which the gets big eyes, which gets like that Democrat lady. Uh huh. Like, oh! Yeah, she just starts flipping out. <laughs> Not the seals. Not the 
seals. <laughs> so they're oh trying God. to blame it on Syrian terrorists, and mm-hmm. um, of course, Red and Luke and one other lady get pulled into a FBI was it FBI or CIA or something like that. Just a briefing. A to... briefing that tells them. It's not the Syrians. It's not the Syrians. And uh, stop talking about the Syrians. You're going to piss them off. Yeah and, yeah, and you can't tell anybody how you know it's not the Syrians. <laughs> and so when they leave the building and they ask Red, you know, what was it you were told? And he was just like, something that just blew my mind. That's <laughs> right. On camera. Yeah. It's like, it blew my mind. You won't believe it. And it's like both of them. Like, oh, yeah, it's incredible, but not saying what it is. Exactly, but it's mm-hmm. really just that he was wrong. Uh-huh. And it's not the Syrians. Mm-hmm. And then it gets leaked, and there's only three people who know, so who so leaked who it? who could it be? Exactly. And they try to blame it on Luke, and it's it's not Luke. But that brings in an investigator mm-hmm. to investigate who could have leaked it, and they convince this investigator that Red is planning to do something terrible. And he goes over there to confront Red, and what does Red do? Shoots him. Shoots him in the mm-hmm. head. Yeah, which, uh, as we find out, that's his solution to most problems. Like, if somebody's causing him a problem, he'll lure him in their office, shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head, do something to get Leave rid it, of them. But Yeah, leaves a big blood splatter on the wall, puts his brains in a little Tupperware mm-hmm. thing for him to uh, have later. Yep. And really doesn't do much to clean the blood off the wall. No, and he gets his intern to come in, help him roll him, roll the dude up in a rug, <laughs> and, and put him in a dumpster. Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh. Oh. Okay. He, he gets away with this, huh? Yeah. Just plain, like, just nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. And he does this to more than one person. He does. But it's just like, the first time it happens, you're just like, what? <laughs> you can't just, you can't just shoot someone. Yeah, and just have nobody notice. And that's what happens pretty much. are like, well, the investigator just kind of disappeared. Uh, so I guess uh-huh. that's over. Yeah, like, okay. nobody looks into it. Nobody says anything about the weird head-shaped blood mark on the wall. Uh-huh, even though it's still there. It's, yeah, it's very <laughs> much so there. God. And someone even turns around and notices it. It's like, oh, do you need a cleaning crew in here or something? Or something like that. Yeah, it was something stupid. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh, oh please. okay. I guess it's just that nobody would ever believe that he just... Hi, Max. He has put his nose through the mic. Uh-huh. <laughs> he can't believe it either. He was just like, what the... Yeah. He tries to do it to Laurel a couple times. And wants to Gareth. Uh-huh. He even, like, aims the gun mm-hmm. as they're going out the office. And he's like, damn. Yep, misses his chance. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's just like, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, he's gone crazy. Oh, and the other thing we should mention is that all infected people uh-huh. have an absolute obsession with juicing. Juicing, yeah. And this diet mm-hmm. out of this book. I forgot what it was called. It was a fruit and fruit and juice diet. It was... Mm-hmm. Like a cleanse or it whatever. It was crazy. They were all obsessed. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're obsessed with that and the Cars song mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that basically they're they're kind the the parasite like the ants. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he shoots the dude, collects his brains, mm-hmm. eats his brain, and drinks his juice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have to talk about the baby. 
Yeah, the baby. The baby would have been great for another season. Yeah. I think you guessed that, um, like, that would have been, like, another thread. Mm -hmm. Basically, this baby that uh, Luke's wife is carrying around is about due. And mention she mentions to Laurel that, well, he just kicks so fiercely on my stomach every time Donald Trump comes on TV. Yes. It's like, see that, like, literally every time the camera, like, cuts to him talking, kick, 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 ow, oof, ah, and then goes back to the reporter or whatever. Oh, no, it stopped. Goes back, oof, ah. Mm-hmm. And she takes her to the doctor. She's like, that's not good. No, that's not good. Baby's an extremist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The extreme Democrat baby. The it's unborn Democrat. Exactly. So, and she's just paranoid over it for an entire episode. And and even, like, Rochelle and Gustav are like, no, nah, I think you're taking this a bit too far. But at the end, you see the doctor that told her to lay off going out with some of the people that you know are infected. Yes. So the doctor was likely infected and just... Uh-huh. And just... Yeah. Didn't want her digging in that thing. And the ep- that episode ends with, it's like, well, I'm sure the baby's okay. Yeah, the whatever. baby was born. The baby was born. And, like, puts her in the crib, turns on the little mobile with the uh music and the lights like good night sweetie blah, blah. and then the the mobile plays doo, 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 mm-hmm. doo, doo, doo. it's like oh yep mobile <laughs> starts playing the song uh-huh. which and you the know baby smiles mm. we see that the baby is 100 percent normal when it's there's, born there's a lot of logistical stuff here mm-hmm. that's like well first of all the baby didn't choose the song no but that's just <laughs> it the uh-huh they, yeah, the baby was crying, and that's why the mother came back in and said, uh-huh. Hush now. You uh-huh. don't need to be doing that. And then she turns on the mobile, and then the song plays, and the baby stops. And she's like, Yay! Uh, that's Which true. It's just like, Oh. How did a car song get in a mobile? Exactly. <laughs> and it's, why did it work just that instantaneously? Yes. It's. Well, okay. The whole show's a pretty ridiculous conceit. It all is, yes. So but it's. It, it's all tongue-in-cheek, so, okay. It really it, makes you think, though, that the baby was born Uh huh. with ants in its brain. The baby could actually come out uh, like half-ant brain hybrid, mm-hmm. like, like it was already like that. Yes, that's mm-hmm. why it's weird. That's why it would have been an interesting... Mm-hmm. 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 Not even developed yet. Yep. <laughs> Not fully, anyway. But... Mm-hmm. So there's an attempt to draw out the queen, like when, just wait till he has it out, and then uh, they go in and interrupt him, and he's like, oh, what are you doing in here? Get out, right now. And, you know, they see the queen, on it. it's like, he's right there! And they burst in, and uh, try to, like, chase him around the room. They're trying to kill the queen, so... Yeah. Yeah, Gareth has seen the bug going in and out of his head, and so this he believes true. now. And he so sees they, it, lays the eggs in the flower. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, we got to kill it, you know? And so that's, mm. that was their thing. Try and lure it out or uh-huh. wait till it's out and then kill the queen. And they got so close. They the queen was so out and they smacked her and it injured her. But then the intern walked in and stopped the whole thing. And Red put the queen back in his head. <laughs> the same intern that helped him with the body. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, so clueless. <laughs> so then from then on, Red is acting all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just all sweaty, like, 
I'm sorry, can we just... I have such a pounding headache right now. Oh, not just that, uh, but he's emotional. Yes. He's so emotional, he can't walk right. Uh, and he just... Everything makes him cry. Uh-huh. Everything. <laughs> and I think that's the point where... Who's just kind of looking at him like... Pollock? Pollock, yeah, Ella, yeah. Yeah, she, she's just looking at him like, what the... What is happening? And so she corners him. Yeah, get your shit together, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he just keeps going downhill, and so she corners him at one point and... Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, you just need to let go and uh-huh. let me take over. And oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the the queen comes out, and the king comes out, and the queen just literally eats the king. Just slices him up and forth, and just um, 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 goes back in, and he's all better. And then he shoots her in the head. And he shoots her in the head. Shoots Pollock in the head. Yes, yes. And mm. uh, so that's his second shooting victim. Yes, that he gets away with. Yeah. And nobody questions it. And he's 100% recovered. Uh huh. <laughs> She's like, okay, the queen ate the king. That obviously that heals. fixed her. And I don't know how this alien, how this alien how beings either. work, the, physi- the physiology <laughs> of it. But he doesn't understand either. He, no, he doesn't know. So. Your guess is as good as ours, puppy. Yeah, but that that's what's funny. He finally gets her all fixed up, and he's just like, yeah, it's all so good. Uh-huh. And it doesn't last very long. No. But in the meantime, Dr. Bob and mm-hmm. Rochelle mm-hmm. and all of them, they figure out that uh, he's it's... setting up greenhouses everywhere to grow more cherry blossoms. Yes, the cherry blossom trees. And, and just a small rewind, I love the character of the consultant that they hire to decipher the bill and he's just look thumbing through it like man this is a genius piece of work like because it's written and you have to look up in indices and appendixes uh-huh. and you know basically follow a trail and the language is so eloquent there's like focus focus like okay yeah 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 and he has like notes spread all over his desk yes and this is when they thought jerrymongering was going to happen yeah, ger- gerrymandering. Mandering. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mandering. Gerrymandering. And, uh... <laughs> yes, you know, gerrymongering. So there's this huge bill that's going to come out that's going to gerrymander things. Uh-huh. And so they're trying to decipher it, and while that's happening, that's when they figure out that... It's part of the farm bill. It's part of the farm bill, which is actually for greenhouses, not for what they think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And the greenhouses are to grow the cherry blossoms. So that they can spread everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... Dr. Bob and Rochelle figure out that um, they should they can make all the cherry blossom trees lose their blossoms mm-hmm. by adding, is it ammonium nitrate? It's, it's uh, yeah, ammonium nitrate. To the soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got these gigantic bags of basically tree poison. Yep. In the in their trunk, and they are pulled over in by the back a, seat. In the back seat. In the back Not seat. Not even in the trunk. No, well, I think there's some in the trunk too. Oh. They've got a lot of, and this is ammonium nitrate is used in the making of bombs, by the way. Yeah. So what they have is a giant car bomb, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so. they're two two black people because Bob is black and Rochelle is black. Uh huh. Driving around with a car full of, of explosives. Yeah. Possible bomb making materials. Yes. So they're stopped, and uh, they're stopped and, by an officer, and it's in D.C. And so it, yes, it's not far from the. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So the, and this officer comes over, and, and <laughs> Bob is just like, "I've been through this before." Uh-huh. And he's telling Rochelle to just be calm, and she's just making a big deal out of it. 
Uh-huh. And the more she argues, the more cops show up. This is right. It's <laughs> true. And you're, oh. you're just waiting for the violence to break out. And you're just like, uh-huh. oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. And then Bob pulls out his... ID. His NSA his ID. NSA ID. It's like, hey, I, and then it instantly just clears the matter up. It's like, oh, okay. Official NSA business. I get it. <laughs> then she gets on him. It's like, you, you what now? You work for the NSA? Uh-huh. Well, I'm on vacation. <laughs> this is your idea of a vacation? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh-huh. So, and hence the uh, why he knows that phones and the foil bags mm-hmm. will keep them from listening. Exactly. <laughs> so he's not as crazy as he might seem. Exactly. He they knows do. from experience. And they do. I do believe they spread the ammonium nitrate, don't they? I think they end up doing it, yeah. yeah. And they they wilt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they shed the flowers. They just... shed the flowers. Yeah, it, it, it works pretty fast. It was pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> and not long after that, they... They discover that, uh, well, you know, Laurel's dad is infected, of course, and uh, it's like, well, you know, how, how do we get mine out? We made them, like, feel things. So... Like you know, make 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 him feel shame, and they did. Uh, they they sh- he she uh, shows her father like a long lost home video that she made that basically shows her hiding in the stairwell for her father to come home who's away a lot, uh-huh. and uh, basically films an argument and she like her as a child sobbing, and that you know gets him to shed tears and go. As the ants mm-hmm. crawl out, the ants left him, and he's mm-hmm. in the hospital, unconscious because mm-hmm. he's brain dead. He's got half a brain. <laughs> yeah, he's he's brain dead. So she saved him slash mm-hmm. killed him. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you you can actually survive with half a brain. You can, but he uh-huh. doesn't. Oh, he does. He dies. He dies. He dies. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oof. So. Hmm. He was already dead, basically. Yeah. But there, and then Mm -hmm. you get down to the last episode, and Mm -hmm. it's great, because they managed, you know, Laurel's in there, and she's figured out that the thing that will get to Red is this, his ex-wife or ex-lover named Lana. Yeah, who, he keeps, he keeps a picture of her in the desk. And so she brings that up the next time she's in there, and he's flipping Mm -hmm. out, and he grabs a gun, and he's gonna kill her, and... Uh huh. And Gareth busts in, and he's wrestling the gun away, and mm-hmm. it goes off and shoots Red in the butt, <laughs> which makes the ants come out. Which makes the queen come out. Makes the queen come out. Right. The right, queen right. comes out, and she's all like, "Oh no, mortal wound!" I mean, come on now, he's shot in the right. butt. And then the queen tries to escape to basically kind of find another host. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the door bursts open, and in comes the wayward intern. Stomp. <laughs> And I got your. It. Oh, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> you okay? And Red's just like, no! All the ants come out of him. All the ants come out of everybody. They all flood to Red's office. And they all just kind of mound <laughs> over cool. the queen. Yeah, which we've seen a little bit of earlier, where when uh, Laurel steps on a few of the ants are coming for her, like in the daytime, mm-hmm. and then they all kind of swarm on the dead ones. But to eat them. To eat them, yes. In this case, they swarm on the queen and die, which is 
weird, but Which okay. Which is weird. But we now know that there's a queen and a king. Uh-huh. So how so many where? more are there? Yeah. Yeah, they can't have been all. Mm-hmm. Mm. But sir, strangely enough, Red survives. Mm-hmm. With half a brain. With half a brain, and, you and know. still a senator. He's <laughs> still a senator. Like, well, it turns out that, you know. It's Having not, a full brain is not a requirement. It's not a requirement for being in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can still That's that's kind of the wanna wah wanna wah of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is not bad it's not as bad as it sounds. It's just kinda not have yeah, of course. It was very funny. Uh-huh. Just <laughs> watching all the different politics go back and forth and going, What? 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 Exactly. Crazy. <laughs> the show as a whole captures very well like the frustratingness of politics in general Mm -hmm. not just like country politics but any kind of politics where you're trying to get something done and just you know along the way at every turn Mm -hmm. and it's just like (laughs) especially when you're trying to fight off an apocalypse yes Mm-hmm. And everything is stupid and drawn out, and everybody argues over every little detail. Uh huh. And just the stupidest details. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, so the ca- the show does a very good job capturing that. It yes, it really really does, and then it mm-hmm. just throws in that sci fi element that just makes you go, what? What, what the hell? Pens. <laughs> I really wish it had gone on for the next three seasons that it was originally planned yeah. to have. Yeah, it was planned to have four total, and um, like it, it finishes with the characters kind of setting up for like their next whatever. And um, Wall Street. Is it? Yeah, is it Luke or Gareth that Luke. ends up going? Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be like a Wall Street whatever consultant broker. Uh, and so he goes to Wall Street. He goes to Wall Street, and you see like a cherry blossom tree. Mm-hmm. And what a queen flies up and into camera, and that's how the series ends. And it's just like ah, <laughs> and it. So you know they're not all gone. Yeah, and it would have been four seasons. Next one would have been Wall Street, then Silicon Valley, then Hollywood, and that was that was it. That was the plan. Which would have been awesome. It would have been great because they did such a good job with <laughs> government. Uh-huh. I can only imagine how they would have done Wall Street. <laughs> Which we've had a lot of shit happen on Wall Street lately. We have. That it would have just... Year. Yeah, it would have... They actually... The character... The, it's only been like five years. Uh-huh. The people haven't aged that much. They, they could come back to do it. it. Yeah. And and it would explain a lot of the stupidness. I mean, <laughs> in Silicon Valley. Can you imagine Silicon Valley? Oh, God. There's... Well, there, I will say there is an entire series on why Silicon Valley is kind of dumb. <laughs> That's true. But they all imagine. But yeah, with, they all have ants in their brains. There you go. <laughs> and then Hollywood. Hollywood would have been the easiest one. Oh, they could have like real guest stars, like they did with Michael Moore. Mm-hmm. Would have been great. It would have been pretty good, yeah. But that's okay <laughs> for what we got. For what we got, it was it was good. It was, it was extremely good. I is well worth it. I wish more people had seen it. I mm-hmm. want more people to watch it. Yes. So uh just just as a kind of PSA, you can find it on Paramount Plus. However, only the first twelve out of thirteen episodes is on there for whatever reason. 
You have uh, to go to Tubi. You have to go to Tubi to see the last episode. If you want to watch it free, but with commercials, um, but completely on there, completely free, just go to Tubi and all 13 episodes are there. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. And you should watch it. You should. You should enjoy it. You should take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't put too much thought into it. Just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it was it was part of the 2016 political climate. and uh, Making fun of all government. Making fun of everybody. All government. Mm-hmm. A few things have changed since then. But just have fun. I think you should. Max thinks mm-hmm. you should. Mm-hmm. Max, Max, what do you give it? If we were to put it on a bark scale. Uh-huh. You know, a one out of five, maybe. And we're going from a deep growl to a high-pitched... Woof. That'd be like 4.5? 5. 4.5, Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. There mm-hmm. you go. Perfect. Yes. On the bark scale of <laughs> approval, he has ranked it high. Hot. The high five. <laughs> High five. Whoa. Ow. <laughs> it was that hardy, okay? My elbow hurts. Oh. Well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, thank you all for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at Order of the Snoot. Follow us there. We are also at Instagram at Order of the Snoot. Uh, you can see cute maxi pictures as well as the posters we uh, put up with every episode. True. Our little Our little Max posters. And you can always find us on Facebook. Which is, of course, Facebook.com slash Order of the Snoop. Our show page and the Omniplex website, theomniplex.org slash Order of the Snoot. And you can always email us show suggestions, comments, or just say, Hi. At order of the snoot at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher. It helps us out a lot. Yeah. And like, subscribe, etc. Etc. Yeah. And as always, this cast has been a production of two faithful members of the ever growing order of the snoot. Yes. And just a reminder we're, we're not, not a cult. cult.